0: Welcome anyone here who's just joined us uh, for the first time um, in the in the theatre here or online. Uh, as you've picked up, we're a people that uh, are really excited about our um, relationship with the Lord. That uh, we've got uh, this uh, tangible proof that uh, God has done something in our lives. And as uh, uh, Jessica was talking about her testimony, that uh, uh, the Holy Ghost within—that um, that that's very powerful. The the presence. of of God with you all the time uh, is something that um, is very hard to describe to someone and it's more of a a taste and see um, to to really know what it's like uh, to have a relationship with the Lord. So if you've got your Bibles there, um, the title of my talk uh, this afternoon is The Fire of the Holy Spirit Uh, and if you want to turn to Acts chapter 2. It's a uh, part of the Bible that uh, we're very familiar um, in and read out a lot because that's where it all starts for us. But um, yeah, like I was saying, the effect of uh, this fire of the Holy um, Spirit—it changes our life not only for a—it changes our life forever. It's it's um, uh, an event that uh, we we can't forget, Uh, and it's something that I wanted to um, think about today that this we've got the Holy Ghost inside, we've got this fire inside that the Lord's placed and um, it's, a, it's a motivator, it, it, it keeps us thinking about the Lord, it, it guides us through and I uh, just want to pick up on a, a few uh, bits and pieces here. Uh, I was inspired to um, put these thoughts together, last night we had a bonfire at, um, at the uh, golf course at Gawler. And it was a, it was, it was pretty amazing. Was, they did a very good job. Uh, lots of fuel on the fire, um, and you just sit there and you, you watch this fire, um, and uh, the, the presence of, like it was, a, it was a really big fire, uh, and um, there was just the energy that comes off of it. Um, and my son Josh was very excited, just throwing these logs on and just. You know these these logs just uh, uh, evaporating before his eyes, sort of thing, um, just made me think. You know the miracle of um, you know Shadrach, Meshach, and uh, and in, in Babylon there when they stood up to the king, and it talks about even the um, the soldiers that delivered um, the the three men into the fire. They died as they did that, and and there in the presence. Of the fire, um, Nebuchadnezzar described it, uh, like as the son of God, that there was four people in this, in this fire. And as you sit around this fire, there, you see the miracle, you can't get anywhere near it, you know, because, um, uh, of the energy coming off. Even if you wanted to, to get closer, it just, uh, there was, there's that power there behind, uh, behind the fire. So, um, just looking up an interesting fact, um, fire is an event. It's not a thing it was just, you know you look up interesting facts about fire. it's an event and, and praise the Lord um, the Holy Ghost experience uh, it, it's an event. Another thing that there was an event when I was younger, who remembers um, the incinerator in the backyard who remembers back maybe the older ones It's like just thinking about it now this is crazy you know you just have this incinerator in the backyard and then once a week or whenever it was you just throw things in there. Well, that was a highlight of my week, you know, throwing things in the incinerator and and watching it burn and and whatever, and uh, hearing my mum scream in the backyard because I was throwing preen bottles, you know, those spray bottles, uh, I think it was a a stain remover. I think they were really expensive, but, you know, it was really fun when the empty ones went in there, but every now and then I slipped a full one in there and you see the, cuz our incinerator was um uh, it was Besser blocks you see these Besser blocks just move you know when you throw it in there so um yeah i was my parents lost me for hours you know I, you know and sometimes i'll just burn things that weren't even in the bin you know you just yeah i'll i'll fix that i'll i'll throw it in the incinerator uh, i'm so glad we don't have that anymore now, now being a parent and this incinerator in the backyard is just is crazy. Um, but uh, this fire, it's, um, it's amazing that the Lord has started in our life. And we'll look here in um, uh, Acts chapter 2. I'm not even there. Acts chapter 2 and uh, start here in verse 1. And this is what the, the Lord has done in our lives. Uh, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And we know that this was the the birth of the church and everything that uh, the Lord did um, on the earth, uh, it was fulfilled in this experience here where the disciples waited They prayed for the Holy Spirit, um, lots of prophecy about this and uh, 120 of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. They began to speak in other tongues and uh, it was a wonderful work done there uh, by the Lord. And I just wanted to look at the same fire because the fire of the Holy Spirit has has been around and I want to look at different types uh, of of this fire. If you go to Exodus in chapter 3, and read about um Moses's story Exodus chapter 3 and verse 1 we know um in Moses's uh um time here he was he was brought up in Egypt and um he murdered someone and he ran he ran away from Egypt he was in the desert here he was living a totally different life to what he was uh, uh accustomed to um he was here uh in the um in, in the wilderness, uh, set up a whole had had a family out there, and uh, he was he was living a totally different life. But the Lord called him. We're just going to read about Moses' calling and how it relates uh, to our lives. So here in verse one, now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, father uh, his father-in-law, a priest of Midian. And he led the flock into the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of the bush. And, and he looked, and uh, behold, the bush was burnt with fire and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight while the, why the bush uh, isn't burnt. And so, this got Moses' attention, and you would have thought that Moses, um, just thinking about his life, uh, that him being part of, um, God's plan, he was, uh, um, part of the nation of Israel. Uh, the nation of Israel at this stage here, they were captive in, in, uh, Egypt, and, um, you know, we're all looking for a purpose, aren't we? We're always looking to the meaning of life and, and what we're on this um, planet for. Um, and God gives us an answer. And here, for this miracle got Moses' attention. He saw um, a flame like no other, a flame that didn't consume the tree like, uh, or the bush like other flames, but this flame was different, it was unique. So it got his attention. So verse 4, when, uh, when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called, it, uh, called unto him out of the midst of the bush, and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Draw not uh, nigh hither, but put off thy shoes from thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. And so uh, here this is a, an amazing event and the Lord is saying that this is going to be a significant thing in your life. Things are going to change. This is a life-changing experience. And what is actually happening here, uh, holy, uh, meaning it's it's unique. it's It's a set-apart experience that, Moses, your life is going to change because you've now witnessed this miracle and it was, uh, signified here, uh, through this, this unique fire. And, and so, uh, it, it was a, it was like no other. It's a different, it was going to be a, a different, uh, direction now for Moses. And verse six, it says, moreover, he said, Uh, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, uh, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. You'd understand where he's coming from here. This is like amazing. This is like awesome. That uh, making contact uh, with God, uh, verse 7, And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt, and have heard their cry, by the reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows, and I've come down to deliver them out of the hands of the Egyptians, and bring them uh, up to a good land, unto uh, a land unto a good land, a large unto a land flowing with milk, milk and honey, uh, unto a place uh, of the Canaanites and the Hittites, and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. So you see here this is uh, six nations mentioned. We know that six represents sin and that the Lord was going to fulfill something and use Moses to start a fire and to remind Moses about who the children of Israel are and that there were certain promises given um, here to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob and that the Lord was through Moses and through this experience going to change things and replace um, these nations with a, with a nation of promise. And so um, in verse 9, Now therefore behold, the cry of the children of Israel has is, come unto me. And I've uh, also seen the oppression where, wherewith the Egyptians oppress them. Come now therefore, uh, and I'll send unto thee Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Moses said unto God, Who am I? That I should go unto Pharaoh and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt. Good question. Moses, um, he, he wasn't, um, uh, he wasn't ignorant of Egypt. Egypt was, um, the most powerful nation on the earth, uh, at this time. And he knew their armies. He knew the whole setup in Egypt. And he's saying, well, I'm here in the wilderness. I, you know, I don't have an army and you want to use me to deliver your people. Um, but Moses was called, I just want to quote from Romans uh, 8 and verse 28, when we can relate our story in with this, it says in in uh, verse 28, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. And so um, it, the fire that's within us, the Holy Ghost, the calling, That's individual, and we've been called by God to start a fire, a Holy Ghost fire. Um, And we can see here the end result when Moses um, understood his calling and said, well, God, you you need to back me with this, and he understood that God said, yes, I'll be there, and I'll I'll lead you with a strong hand. And we know that... um, We know the whole story there that um, uh, God surely was with uh, Moses and there was all the um, plagues in Egypt and uh, you just see all these miracles that happened in Egypt and it showed clearly that God was on the children of Israel's side, so much so that um, Pharaoh let these people go because uh, it just wore him down and he just saw all the miracles. It overwhelmed him. And so um Moses' calling, uh that fire that uh, was placed, those promises that were highlighted here that the Lord said, I'm going to fulfil through you, um motivated a whole nation to move out of Egypt and, and deliver them. And here we'll just go to just go to chapter thirteen and we'll pick uh pick it up when the children of Israel are fleeing uh and leaving Egypt. So chapter 13 and verse 17. It came to pass when Pharaoh had let the, the people go that God led them not through the way uh, of the land of the Philistines, though uh, that was near, for God said, lest uh, per venture the, the, the people repent and they turn uh, uh, when they see war and return to Egypt. But God led the people about through the way of the wilderness uh, uh, of the Red Sea, and the children of Israel um, went up harnessed out of uh out of Egypt, and Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, uh, for he had straightly sworn uh, that the children of Israel saying, God uh, surely will visit you, and you will carry my bones away. Uh, Hence with you. So there's another prophecy and and a man of faith and a man of integrity and it was revealed to Joseph that God isn't going to forget his people and that God is a God that doesn't uh, forget any of his promises but fulfills them. If we stay uh, faithful, verse 20, uh, And they took their journey to Sackoth uh, and encamped in Etham uh, in the edge of the wilderness. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud, to lead them, uh, uh, to lead them uh, the way and by night uh, a pillar of fire to, to give them light and to go, uh, by, uh, give them light to go day and night and he took not away the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people and praise the Lord, how amazing is this when you just picture the presence of God and all the promises that uh, are being fi- fulfilled at this time, and it uh, would have been it would have been intimidating seeing uh, Egypt in the in the back there, and and, and Pharaoh uh, chasing after them. We won't uh, read the whole story here, but but you've got the presence of God there. And if you have doubts or whatever, you just look up, and there it is, this pillar with you always. And uh, when Jesus was here, I just quote from John chapter fourteen and verse twenty-six. When He described the presence of God and the Holy Spirit, uh, it says here, um, "But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in My name, He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you." And um, yeah, this this fire, this presence of God, this. Um, fulfillment of, of prophecy. Um, God never, never, um, letting go of us and, and always understanding where we are, um, and what's happening in our lives is represented by that pillar. That God's here and He's ready to, to deal with whatever's going on. And for the children of Israel, that was clearly demonstrated, wasn't it? God knew about Pharaoh. He knew about the way to go. He knew about the heart of the people. He knew what would motivate them, what uh, would not motivate them. He didn't take them uh, the way through um, the Philistines because he said they might repent and, and run back to Egypt, so he led them another way. And that's what God's doing in our lives all the time when we're tapping into the Holy Spirit, that the Lord knows everything. He knows what's going on. We just simply need to trust him. Uh, let's go to Malachi chapter 3. So it's been a very um, interesting week when you're looking uh, you know, with what's happened in Afghanistan and, um, and Bible prophecy. Uh, the book here of Malachi talks about the last days and, and uh, about different things that are going to happen, mainly the judgment that is going to happen on the earth. But you think, like the group like the Taliban, you think they've been in exile for 20 years, that they've lost motivation, and that they've forgotten about their plans and whatever, and then soon, as there's a void, in they come. And while we're being caught up with COVID and what's been happening, all the groups that have had their eyes set on Israel and want to destroy Israel, they haven't lost motivation, and as soon as there's a void, we can see, and it's a reminder that just come back and established um, their agenda again. And and uh, you know we know what's going to happen there. The Bible talks about the enemies of Israel surrounding the state of Israel, and that's happening before our eyes. Uh, another reminder this week, and how desperate those scenes of people wanting to get out because they know uh, what they're in for with this new regime. And they know uh, the things that they think about and their motivation, and they want it out of there. Um, well, a way out is, uh, is through the Spirit. The way out, if anyone is, uh, is here and you, you haven't been born again, you haven't uh, started your relationship with the Lord, well, your way out is through the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're going to uh, talk about that uh, a little later. So here, this is again um, the Lord's plan, and it's just uh, amazing reading it and then seeing him, seeing it fulfilled um, a few hundred years later. And here we're uh, talking about enjoy the prophecy about John the Baptist and how John the Baptist was going to lead the way for Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and how um, what we've received this this end result of the Holy Spirit, this born again life. Um, was locked in Scripture, and then fulfilled, and then given to us. Praise the Lord. So here in verse 1, Behold, I send a messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord, whom you seek, shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant, whom uh, you delight in. Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. And who may be? Who uh, may abide, Uh, the day of his coming and who shall stand when he appears for he is like a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. Just uh, when you look at this um, this prophecy here is just uh, amazing. It's it's full of zeal isn't it? You can see that it talks about, I love the, uh, the wording here, that the Lord will suddenly appear in the temple and people will take hold of him and he's going to have um, a, a promise that his presence is going to be with us forever and uh, it's going to be a turning point for Israel when Jesus Christ comes into the temple. The other thing is that Jesus Christ, when he comes, it talks about purification or judgment, that there's only... Um, two camps when it comes to Jesus Christ. There's people that uh, are believers, that uh, truly believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and you only truly believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God if you repent and get baptised and call for his Holy Spirit, you'll speak out in tongues. The Bible defines that as a true believer. And the ones that do not believe, that are outside of that experience, outside of that Holy Ghost experience. And we're part of this, folks. We're part of this prophecy here and we're part of this purification. Uh, A refiner's fire here, it's a process where you remove impurities when you heat up metals um, in the smelting process. uh, As you heat up the metal, you can refine that metal and they use it for silver and tin and gold and all all different things. Uh, And that's what happens in our lives. I remember um, the Lord just changing my life and we, we can all relate to that. Uh, Coming in here, I was full of uh, impurities, lots of things that needed to come out of my life. And as the Holy Ghost comes in, as that fire comes in, and as the burning process starts, um, it was very quick for me, and the marijuana was the first thing that burnt, and that all went. And then back in '94, when I received the Holy Spirit, uh, we used to listen to uh, music on tapes, uh, music tapes. People don't even know what I'm talking about now, or the young ones. But they, were, they used to put these tapes in the car, and uh, and uh, I remember those tapes going, um, and just all the music, all the influence, and God was just purifying me. Um, he purifies the earth by um, the two camps that He sets up. The one, the ones that have followed the Lord and obedient to the Lord. Uh, and uh, are born again and the ones that have rejected it rejected the counsel of God rejected uh, the Holy Ghost and fire and uh, and it's that simple so it's very very easy to, to work out whether you're saved or you're unsaved uh, because Jesus loves us so much that uh, he's made it black and white and this is this is the process here that John the Baptist would come let's read about that in Luke chapter 3 Luke chapter 3, just two verses here, verse 16 and 17. Uh, uh, We're going to bring out some of these um, uh, topics that were in this prophecy here. Behold, I send my messenger, the Lord said. Uh, He said that uh, this messenger is going to come with a unique message. He will identify the Son of God. And if you listen to him... Uh, you're going to recognize uh, the Son of God. In verse 16 it says, And John answered, saying uh, to them all, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I uh, comes is, is coming, the latchet of whose shoes I'm not worthy to unloose. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Praise the Lord. That's what we've received Whose fan is in his hand, and he will uh, thoroughly purge his floor, and will gather the wheat into his garner, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Okay, again, the same process that was talked about in Malachi—that uh, the good, the good is going to be saved, and and there's going to be this separation, this uh, this um pulling away of uh, of all all your old life, uh the chaff. It'll just be burned. And again, uh there's two, there's a there's a personal application here. This happens in our own life, and it happens um when the Lord comes back uh with with his whole plan being fulfilled on the earth, that uh the ones that are, are born again are going to rise to meet the Lord in the air. And the others It talks about here a judgment coming upon them. Let's go to Matthew chapter 21 and read about uh, the other part of this prophecy in Malachi. The Lord whom you seek shall suddenly come to his temple. And that's it. You know, I I remember you you go through your life and uh, I came to the Lord when I was 19. There was many times that I'd just be seeking the Lord. I'd just be questioning life. You know, is this the right way to go? Um, lost, no purpose, uh, not really knowing where to put my energy, not knowing what truth was, not knowing if there was a God. People were talking about a God, but I had no proof that there was a God. What's the point of doing the right thing if there's no God, and uh, you don't get uh, you don't get ahead in this life, and and crooked like uh, you know most of the people I was hanging around. And so um, here, I was seeking the Lord. Um, and you can just see it here. This would be such an exciting time just seeing this happen if you were looking for the Son of God to appear. And here in Matthew 21, verse 12, this is Jesus coming into Jerusalem and, uh, and heading to the temple and fulfilling this prophecy. And Jesus went into the temple of God and cast all of them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves and said unto them it is written my house shall be called a house of prayer but you have made it a den of thieves and look what happens next and the blind, these are the ones that are seeking the the Lord the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them Praise the Lord. It would be an amazing sight. And when the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonderful things that he did and the children crying in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were sore displeased. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? There are some amazing things happening here. It even says that. The wonderful things. When they saw people being delivered and... Jesus coming in and fulfilling this prophecy and making a division and saying, well, these people are with me and these people are against me. And... You look there and the, and the chief priests and the scribes, they were so, they weren't just displeased. They were sore displeased. They were really, really upset about people being healed, people being delivered, and Jesus Christ suddenly appearing in the temple. These are the ones that were reading, um, uh, the law and looking at these prophecies and being displeased. It just doesn't make sense. But the Lord wants us to focus in on here on the Holy Ghost and what happened when these people recognized the Lord, they came to him and were delivered. That's what the Lord wants us to focus in on. He wants us to focus in on, on the Holy Ghost that he's placed within us, about our purpose, about us standing up and talking about the Lord and saying, you're, if you're seeking the Lord, he can be found. Uh, I can introduce you to the Lord. I can show you where you can find Him. Uh, really uh, exciting here. Just, just seeing this play out, reading the prophecy and seeing it being fulfilled. Um, we'll go to uh, uh, Luke twelve, Luke twelve, and verse forty nine. Luke twelve, verse forty nine. Jesus here talking about um, starting a fire that uh, I've not come here to bring peace. I've come here to start something, just like he did with Moses. Uh, he said to Moses that uh, I'll be with you. There's these prophecies that need to be filled. I, I want. I know where my people are. I know what they need, and I'm here to start a work in you. Again, uh, the Lord is um, including us here in his plan. So here in verse 49, I'm going to start reading. Verse 49 through to 53. It says here, I've come to send a fire on the earth, and what will I if it be already kindled? And it's saying that it started, you know, and the things that he did in the temple and and, uh, John the Baptist speaking out against the religious people of the time started a fire uh, and started a movement. And started a momentum where people were able to recognise the Son of God and, and come to Him, and uh, and Jesus here is saying it it, it has started it's um uh, the fire is here verse fifty, but I have a baptism to be baptised with, and I am and and how am I uh, and how am I straightened till it be accomplished there, and Jesus here is saying that uh, the Lord's given him a job to do, that he has to go through um, this death that uh, that he was assigned to do. And uh, we're going to remember that a little bit later, that uh, the Lord, um, through the death of the cross, through Calvary, um, is, is something that he had to, to go through and um, and to finish it. And he's determined to do that because of us. He's determined to go through this baptism, go through that horrible death to give us this fire, this Holy Ghost fire, to give us uh, this uh, escape, this salvation that we need, this purpose, um, this presence of God as the children of Israel had. All these things are given to us because here the Son of God, uh, was uh, the word strained, or he was determined that his zeal and would would achieve this that he was he wasn't going to the left or the right verse 51 suppose ye that i've come to give peace on the earth i tell you nay but rather division and from henceforth there shall be five in one house divided three against two and two against three and the father shall be divided against the son and the son against the father, and the mother against the daughter, and the daughter against the mother, and the mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And here the Lord's just describing how the Holy Ghost is going to be, be uh, um, affecting people. And we know here that we receive the Holy Ghost through personal revelation that um just as what the lord's describing here um when someone receives the holy spirit it's going to be a personal calling just as what moses uh had there from the beginning that once the lord calls you and you recognize the calling you are now even if you're in a uh, in a family that you that you love you're you're separated that division. The Holy Ghost separates us. And, you know, this is what happened in my life. I remember uh, when I received the Holy Spirit, you know, I was living in a real happy sort of family. Um, I come come home, I was still living at home at the time, and all of a sudden I was totally opposite to my family. I talked about uh, being born again, I talked about this Holy Ghost experience, how I was delivered, and all of a sudden... Um, My brother Phil, who's, uh, yeah, Pastor Phil, he wasn't a pastor at the time. (laughs) Um, He threw the Bible back at me. Um, My parents thought I was crazy, and there was this division because the Lord calls us individually. But then as you share that that excitement, as you share um, the power of the Holy Ghost, as you talk about this fire that's burning within you, then others... Um, have a revelation that what's happened to you is of God, that it's it's the fulfillment of what Jesus came here to do, and that's how the fire spreads, and uh, exactly how it was um, uh, described here. And boy, it's exciting just to be part of uh, revival. Um, we've got a we've got a worldwide um, uh, pastors group uh, in the revival fellowship, and there's many people receiving the Holy Spirit all across the world. Uh, even now in Laos this week, people receiving the Holy Spirit. Um, where I'm involved in Indonesia, in West uh, Papua, um, a group that, um, only about 10 years ago was a, was a house meeting and now pushing over 500 saints there operating on three, uh, house meeting, uh, three, um, assemblies there. So it's just, amazing, just personal revelation. Uh, the Lord revealing uh, something uh, that is happening in your life to someone else, them taking, taking on uh, uh, that invitation, that calling, and seeing the Holy Ghost move uh, in, uh, in someone's life. Okay, we'll go back to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2 and verse 14. Uh, a bit of a reminder here of uh, the last days and what's going to be happening in the last days. Uh, God's spirit being poured out upon all flesh. Uh, verse fourteen when when the people saw when the people roundabout saw um, the disciples receive the Holy Spirit, uh, they thought they were drunk they, this the fire of the holy Ghost um, this unique situation people didn't understand what it was, and there was lots of questions being asked and here peter um, he he stood up with the eleven and lifted up his voice verse 14. And say unto them, You men of Judea, and all ye that dwell in, at, at Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken to my words. These are not drunken as you suppose, being but the third hour of the day, nine o'clock in the morning. But this is, um, uh, uh, but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. It shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I'll pour out of, uh, of my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And upon my servants and upon my handmaidens will I pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show you wonders in the heaven above and, the, and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapour of smoke, the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before that great and notable day of the Lord come. Okay, we read about the prophecies of Malachi. We read about how John the Baptist will come, how Jesus will come into the temple, how Jesus would, as we um, heard there, change the direction there. That that, that moment Jesus went in um, and turned those tables over, um, uh, the whole course of God's plan changed, didn't it? The power was given to the individual, the ones that have now access to God, that, uh, that want deliverance. And here it talks about this being fulfilled, that when you see people's lives change, when you see people filled with the Holy Spirit, this judgment that the Bible talks about is going to happen. And as we see the events that have happened this week, that um, still all the enemies of Israel are still on course. They haven't lost momentum. And all this is going to play out, just as uh, what's described here about uh, nuclear warfare or um, some massive attack that's going to affect the, the whole world. Verse 21, It shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. You men of Israel, hear, the, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye you yourselves know. Also, praise the Lord. That's how that's how the, that's how it's um, preached. Our experience, we preach about signs, wonders, and miracles, and that's because it's the same fire. This fire has been going through, and now two thousand years down the track, we have the same Holy Ghost and fire, and these are the things we identify with. Verse 23, Him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, you have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain. But then you think the the plan of God is is closed. And then whom God raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it, it was not possible that he should be holden of it, For David uh, uh, spake concerning him, and foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is on my right hand, that I should not be moved. Therefore did my heart rejoice, and my tongue was glad. Moreover also my flesh shall rest in hope, because thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thy Holy One to see corruption." That thou hast made known to me the ways of life, that uh, thou should make me full of joy with thy countenance. Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David, and that he both dead and buried, and his sublucha is uh, here w- uh, with us unto this day. Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God has sworn with an oath to him, that of of uh, the fruit of his loin according to the flesh that he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. He seeing this before spake of the resurrection of Christ that his soul was not left in hell neither his flesh did see corruption. This Jesus has God raised up whereof we are all witnesses. Now uh, all the, all this is talking about here is that um, the people at the time thought the Messiah would be um, uh, part of this um, liberating force. This Messiah would uh, lead an army. And uh, they asked this over and over again when Jesus was here. And Peter's standing up and saying, the sign that Jesus Christ is Son of God is a sign that he is going to be resurrected from the dead. And you've now witnessed that. You've witnessed his death burial and resurrection. And if you're moved by that, then you have access to the Holy Ghost. You have access to God. Uh, If you're not moved by that, well, nothing's going to happen to you. Nothing. All that's what's happening here is just going to bypass you. Verse 33, Therefore, being by the right hand of God... Uh, and having received of the the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, which he has shed forth this, which you now see and hear. So lots of people try to define the Holy Ghost in in a way that's outside of this. But the Holy Ghost can be seen and heard. We speak in tongues. There's this life-changing experience. You know when the the fire of the Holy Ghost comes in? Because you'll see it and you'll hear it. For David is not ascended into the heavens, but saith unto himself, uh, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand, until I make my foes thy footstool. And then calling out to the people here, um, verse 36, Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made the same Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart, and said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Now we that's a very famous verse, and we read that, and I wanted to read all of that leading up to this, because um, it's what the Lord described, it's an individual revelation that you respond to the Son of God, that you respond to the miracles, and you don't... And you're not sore displeased when you see people being delivered and people having miracles in their lives. Some people are now. You you share your testimony, you share the miracles, and they're sore displeased. And that is a tragedy because they miss out on this this fire of the Holy Ghost. But the ones that rejoice in it and come flocking, they're the ones that have access to, to the Lord. And we've got to remember that that uh there is people out there that want to hear what the lord's doing in our lives. Uh we're, we're up to verse uh, 37. Now if anyone here wants to be baptized or if you you're hearing these scriptures and you want to do something about your salvation, well you can. We've got a baptism tank here. It's all ready to go. I filled it up myself, so it's all it's all warm and and ready to go. But uh you can join in with this. Just as they did in the temple when Jesus came through. And he appeared, and straight away the ones that were seeking him and calling out to him flocked to Jesus. And, um, and you can do that too. Verse 38, And then Peter said unto them, Repent, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you, and to your children, and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. Now this still is the same thing today. There is people doing things um, in their own power that the Bible says is going to cause destruction on this earth. If you want to be totally separate from all of that, follow after God and and follow follow this it also in that um prophecy of malachi it talked about jesus christ coming and talking about this new covenant this this new uh, agreement this new um uh, way that jesus christ will um uh, uh will make uh, and the price that he paid with his own blood that uh, th- this new testament uh this new way uh, is available to you first 41 and they that gladly received his uh, his words were baptized and the same day there, at, there was added unto them about 3000 souls and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking bread and in prayers and fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles and all that believed were together and had all things in common And they sold their possessions and goods, and parted them uh, to all men, as every man had need. And they continued daily with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, and did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favour with all the people. And God added to the church daily, as should be saved. Now this is a wonderful thing to get involved with and it's just just painting that, that picture there is, is what we're doing here. Um, we're going out and we're, uh, we're sharing with people this, this fire that the Lord has started. and it's just by individual person uh, revelation. So the Lord just says, you don't need to convert a whole nation. It's just, whenever you see this opportunity, talk about me. Talk about the fire that is burning within you. And all the people said, Amen.